This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Let me try that. Find Kelly and Company right from your TV, folks. Uh, you can check us out, Compton Channel 88 and Rogers Atlantic Channel 196. Visit ami.ca slash audio for a list of channel locations in your area. Rabia Boothin, Kelly McDonald, we're the hosts of the program. Oh, do I have my mic on? There you go. Oh, okay. Sounding weird in my ear. Um, Excellent conversation ahead for us as well, talking about the Neil Squire Society. They aim to achieve economic and social inclusiveness for all people with disabilities. And they run a variety of programming to achieve this, including Makers Making Change, which leverages the capacity of community-based makers, disability professionals, and volunteers to develop and deliver affordable open-source assistive technologies. This is very, very exciting. And to learn more about this, we're chatting with Director of Innovation at the Neil Squire Society, Chad Lehman. Chad, welcome to Kelly & Company. Thank you for having me today. Lovely hearing from you. So let's talk more about Makers Making Change. Can you tell us a little bit more about it and what you do, aside from the intro that I just gave? (laughs) Yeah, great intro. Uh, Neil Squire does have a wide array of programs and services. Makers Making Change is a little bit different. It's a new model to get people with disabilities assistive technology they need. So we have a library of assistive devices that are all freely available open source. So you think how, you know, if you want a shelf, you can go to Ikea and buy the parts and build it yourself. Mm-hmm. We're taking the same sort of approach to assistive technology. So we have uh, over 180 devices on the website that have guides on, you know, what you need to 3D print or an assembly manual of pieces you need to buy to help build different assistive devices. Wow. Okay, so that's pretty amazing. And I, I want to talk more about that, but can you give us, debrief us on the hacker, hacker's uh, or sorry, hacking for the holidays fundraiser and the goals of this campaign, and then we've come loop back around to uh, makers making change. Wasn't sure if you're able to uh, hear Ramya there. Uh, she was wondering too about the hacking for the holidays fundraisers and the goals of the campaign. Oh, may have, maybe we will. Well, we've well, we've lost him. Okay. Okay. So he heard. So we could hear you, but uh, wasn't there. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is first of all. Um, I love the the comparison of uh, IKEA to this this initiative, Kells, because I think that this is fantastic, especially when we're talking about the affordability of um, assistive devices, right? Because oh. we know that that's the challenge yep. that so many of us uh, talk about. We're transparent about in the disability community. Um, and as technology keeps getting better and as people become more innovative, um, it's still a challenge to be able to navigate finances. And, and I think what we're looking at is that way of thinking of things outside the box and incorporating it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, pretty, pretty interesting. And Chad, I believe we have you back. We were just wondering about the hacking for the holidays fundraiser and the goals of the campaign. 
Uh, we're not hearing mm, Chad we're again. We're not hearing Chad yet either. Okay. All right. We'll see if we uh, we can get him back on here, folks, in a couple of moments. Yeah. I, I've I've, uh, I've involved myself in a few uh, things, especially when I was shooting blindsided, and we would try a few things. And I remember going out and just learning about devices and i did this with other ami tv programs where you'd see a group of people sitting down breaking an idea out um tasked with something that maybe one of the people started and a lot of the schools do this the universities and colleges and it's amazing because they'll use different things and think this is how we could use this to accomplish this for a person with needing this accessible need Ramya. and i've seen things from helping somebody get their bowl of cereal together in the morning independently using a device that was literally made up to help their circumstance that could lend itself to helping so many other people. Um, I've seen things made up to assist with lawn bowling and stuff like that where people are able to, to, to be able to, instead of having that coach, you know, Hey, do that or or standing there clapping you maybe you have a device that can help you with that situation. Mm -hmm. There are just so many things that, these these makers, these people who have the experience and want to say, well, how can I help? And and not do something that they're used to doing, but they have the thinking outside the box abilities to do so. Yeah. It, it's phenomenal. It is phenomenal. And I think that the the little things, I mean, it may seem little, but they are huge, obviously. But the little things that you can do to create accessibility from something that already exists um, is fantastic, which is what's happening with the Hacking for the Holidays campaign. Chad, I believe we're uh, trying to get you back on here. Can you hear us? Third, okay? third time the charm. Can you hear me? <laughs> we can hear you. So we, we've been talking a little bit about our own experiences and appreciation for um, this kind of campaign. But tell us more about the Hacking for the Holidays campaign. Yeah. Thank you so much for your patience with me mm-hmm. and some technical issues. Uh, yeah, so one of the items we receive a lot of requests for, Makers Making Change, is for adapted toys for kids with disabilities. Uh, to give you the sort of a very quick view or insight into why it's important, uh, if you have young children with disabilities, uh, maybe are nonverbal, maybe not moving around a lot, Teaching sort of basic cause and effects is really important, and they do that quite often with switch access. So that's basically, you know, you think you go to your kitchen, maybe you have two lights, so you can switch on the one that's more convenient for you. Similar thing with switch adapted toys, where maybe the child's unable to reach, you know, the teddy bear's paw to squeeze it to sing the song. You can have a switch that is positioned in the functional capabilities of the child to push that can then trigger the toy. The switch adapted toys are ridiculously expensive. That exact same teddy bear, if it's got that switch jack in it, can sometimes be 10 times the cost of what you're buying at a Walmart mm. or Amazon. So uh, for Hacking for the Holidays, we have uh, a number of events taking part across Canada. We're volunteers, a lot of them students in the K-12 system that are learning robotics or STEM skills, will be working with us in adapting these toys and adding the 3.5 jack to it to give that sort of alternative input to allow kids with disabilities to be able to independently sort of control and use these toys. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing, isn't yeah. it? And it's it's fantastic because you're getting the school kids to do this, the groups and other young people to help design these assistive devices. I mean, number one, for me, it's important because then they start learning more about disability and other, other people's circumstances. Mm-hmm. But for, for you, why is that important? It's really a triple win. For families, 
that have a you know a young child with a disability, their whole world has changed. There's a whole learning piece to go, and it's incredibly expensive. So there's a big cost savings to families by sort of leveraging community sort of piece. For the youth participation, um, I don't know. I was not maybe the world's greatest student as young, and I think a part of that came from like I'm going to work hard on this paper. I get my B. What does it matter? It goes into the bin. Doesn't really matter. Where this is a chance where youth, youth can really use those skills they're developing and have a tremendous impact to know that they're helping make that sort of change in the community really helps us sort of engagement. So, you know, they're developing their STEM skills, they're getting better at sort of electronics or maybe 3D printing is part of this, but they're also realizing that they're, they're an asset to the community and the little actions they take can have a tremendous impact. And yeah, it starts that sort of awareness about accessibility and inclusion and diversity, young and an opportunity for them really to do something tangible to make that difference yeah. in their yeah. community. Well, we're, we're always happy about when we see something that's accessible, but there's oftentimes it's almost accessible. And we're always saying around, if they only did this and that. So it's wonderful to see people thinking of, well, how can I take that as, as technological yes. as we are and grow from there? Chad, do you want to talk a bit about 3D printing and how, how huge of an asset that that is when it comes to assistive technology development? Sure. For those of you that aren't super familiar with 3D printing, it's basically a manufacturing ability where you can run plastic filament, kind of like a glue gun, through this machine, uh, but you give it a design, it lays out. So think of it like a glue gun on an Etch-a-Sketch, laying out pattern layer by layer. Um, the benefit of this sort of model yeah, and our sort of open source designs is, uh, like you're saying, uh, so much of like, only they did this. If one was a little bit different. Well, right. with it being open source, someone can take that, you know, maybe that writing aid and turn the angle of the pen to work with the sort of slope of the wrist. Or they can put in a larger paintbrush in there. They can really sort of customize it. Mm -hmm. Not to meet their functional capabilities, but maybe also their aesthetics. It doesn't need to be, you know, this medical looking device. You can print something in a hot color changing pink if that like sort of speaks to who you are. So you have a sort of bit to sort of customize the device to the sort of aesthetics of the user, the functional capability of the user. And you can go through prototypes and iterations very quick and very cheaply. You get a roll of 3D printer filament for 20, 30 bucks. You can print dozens and dozens and dozens of devices like that. So you can try something, it doesn't work. Well, it's about 20 cents worth of material. I'll try print it again with this little tweak. So you can really do that quick iteration and development to really sort of find what that sweet spot is that works for the person. You bet. Ah, that's fantastic. Uh, what's next for makers making change? It is going to be a sprint to the holidays for us here. We have a lot going on, uh, but with the holiday hackathons, right now we're looking for the community to help us with a couple different things. I have in my office a couple hundred toys. I'm looking to get to 500. So for people that are inclined that want to help us make sure that children with disabilities have a toy that they can use, an accessible toy at Christmas, you can donate uh, on the website. Or if you are a family or a therapist or a care center and you need adaptive toys for the people you serve or the family member in your house, you can also go to Makers Making Change. You can request a free adaptive toy from us through the website. Our goal is to get 500 toys with a switch to anyone that needs it in Canada in time for the holiday season. Wow, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And how can people get involved, whether it's to request something or just to give you guys that support and help in any other way ongoing? Yeah, on the ongoing basis, uh, if you have uh, 
any request for assistive device, you can put a request in through Makers Making Change. There's a library of 180 plus items that you can request that are very billable by our network of volunteers right now. If you have another design challenge that you're not seeing our library, you can submit that and that gets picked up by volunteers, by you know university groups um, and other people in the community as well. So we have a big toy push for the holiday season, but this is a program we've been running for six years now. And there's lots of opportunities to sort of help people with disabilities uh, get the assistive technology they need through our volunteer network across Canada. Yeah. And the fun. Experience the fun and the inclusiveness of the holidays this way. I sincerely <clears throat> hope you reach your target, Chad. Thank you so much for coming back on, not once, not twice, but three times to make sure we got the message. Appreciate it. Making those <laughs> simple adjustments, Chad. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you so much for your patience with that. Yeah, feel free to check out the website. We have a number of events going on that the public can attend as well. And if people want to get involved, you should reach out. We'd be happy for to... Sure. Uh, Help you get there. Thank you. Thank you, Chad. We were speaking with Chad Lehman, Director of Innovation at the Neil Squire Society, talking to them about makers making change and the holiday or the hacking for the holidays campaign. Another hour of Kelly and Company ahead on our Money Talk. Ryan Chin offers answers to our questions and concerns about inflation. Mary Mamaliti, she's going to share options of what to do with our post Halloween pumpkins. It's that time. Let's move them on, but let's be creative about it. Up next. Bill here with the buzz. Stand by. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.